Welcome to the Dream Collective Podcast with me, your host, Holly Emerson. I'm a dream oracle and founder of Dream Alchemist Academy. As a dream oracle, I possess a unique gift, the ability to consciously connect with spirit and the universe while navigating through the dream worlds and astral realms. In the dimensions of the dream world, I energetically and subconsciously work with my clients, supporting them in their journey of transformation and awakening to deeper conscious alignment with their higher selves. Through dreams, I receive profound guidance and messages offering invaluable support to my clients in their transformation and healing processes within this waking dream. I'm on a mission to empower others to use dreams as a tool for spiritual awakening, helping them learn their personal dream language and perhaps even unlocking their own unique abilities as dreamers. If you haven't already downloaded my free dream meditation, please head to hollyemerson.com slash free meditation link is in the show notes. It is designed to be a simple way to start consciously working with your dreams as a spiritual tool to receive healing, guidance, and connecting with your higher self and spirit guides. This episode, I'm going to talk about sleep paralysis, what might be causing it, and how you can overcome it. What I'm going to share with you is what my teacher, Brooke, still shared with me. I asked her about it because, to be honest, I have never experienced this myself, but I get a lot of people messaging me and asking about it, and most of the stuff that we see on the internet um, doesn't really answer everybody's questions. There's not a real scientific explanation for it. There's some theories and whatnot, which I will share. But, you know, I thought I'd ask my teacher to see kind of what gems of wisdom she might have with it. And I wanted to share that with you because when she shared it with me, it made so much sense based on what I know about dreaming and exiting and entering the body when we fall asleep and wake up. And I bet you this is not something that you're going to find anywhere else out there. I mean, maybe you will. I did some Googling. I didn't find it. Um, I didn't find this information at all out there, but um, it resonated with me and perhaps it will resonate with you. And also, if you are somebody who has experienced sleep paralysis or does experience sleep paralysis, I'm going to share some tips that could probably help you to prevent experiencing sleep paralysis in the future. Okay. So before I share what my teacher shared with me, Let's just quickly review what I did find in my Google search for those of you who maybe haven't looked it up and would like to hear kind of what the general sort of information, mainstream information about sleep paralysis is. So as I just mentioned, sleep paralysis is not that well understood and science doesn't really know what causes it or why. It can happen when falling asleep or waking up from being asleep in which the person is aware, but unable to move. Some even have said that they can see their body, but they can't quote unquote, like get back into it. And they feel scared and trapped. Um, some people have experienced hallucinations or seeing visions. Some people have even said, you know, they felt um, like a demon sitting on them are pinning them down or a witch or some sort of entity. So some refer to sleep paralysis as sleep demon. Um, like I said, it's often referred to this because people report feeling like an unwanted and an entity is pinning them down 
or feeling like their chest is being crushed. It's pretty intense. That is really super intense. Um, yeah. Okay. So apparently it's estimated that about 8% of the population experienced this, but it might actually be closer to 30% of the population have had at least one experience of this in their lifetime. So what's also interesting is there's a lot of sleep paralysis references over the centuries across various cultures and folklore. So I looked up a little article from sleep.com. I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if you want to jump on there and kind of see where some of this information came from, then that's easy for you to do. Um, In Newfoundland, sleep paralysis, I guess, is apparently called old hag. I've never heard of that before, but that's interesting. And um, it's put on you. I guess they, they consider it like a charm or a spell that's put on you by this sleep hag. Uh, in some parts of the U.S., people describe it as a witch straddling their chest. In Egypt, the spiritual creature was known as a jinn. I've heard that reference in movies before, too, actually. In China, some people refer to sleep paralysis as compression by a ghost. Sleep paralysis is often a term used to explain really the unexplainable. So in other forms, you'll see sleep paralysis as a term where you get stuck in between asleep and being awake and you have awareness, but you just can't move. And like I also mentioned, many people experience these hallucinations or visions in the state because we often can and do when we're sort of in between that waking and sleeping state. In this state, you can Google this. This is a well-known, this is like scientifically um, discussed. This state is called hypnagogic state or hypnopompic state. To clarify those, the hypnagogic state is when you're falling asleep and the hypnopompic state is when you're waking up. You know, that was something that I just learned. I always refer to both those states as the hypnagogic, but as I was, you know, looking this up for this episode, I learned that when you wake up, it's actually the hypnopompic hallucinations. So um, I'm a student just like everybody else. Okay. So maybe I should also clarify like the sleep cycle. I'll do that really briefly. So we have four stages of our sleep cycle and we cycle through all four stages depending on how long we sleep, maybe like four to say six or seven times a night. So basically you go through stage one, which is when you are moving from waking consciousness to sleep. And that is when you might experience the hypnagogic hallucinations. That might be when you um, kind of jerk and move and you wake yourself up. That's that's at stage one. And then you go into two, three And four is when we have REM. And that's typically when they say we are dreaming. And then we go back into stage three, two, one, two, three, four, three, two, one. So we do that cycle several times throughout the night. And it's when we are guests back into that waking stage from sleep is when we might have those hypnopompic, hypnopompic hallucinations. I think I'm going to say that several different times because, or several different ways, because I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. So forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, but that is sort of the quick rundown of our sleeping cycles and yeah, the stages that we move through when we're sleeping. So like I said, according to science, there's no treatment for sleep paralysis. 
And typically what I, I notice out there and what I've heard others share with me around dealing with sleep paralysis is mostly suggestions on how to reduce anxiety or stress and traumas or mental health support around sleeping or your day-to-day, what might cause you stress um, going to sleep. But of course, um, I have another suggestion for you that came from my teacher, like I said, and I know it's, it's it probably sounds really out there, but based on my own personal experiences in the dream world, when entering and exiting my body, when I fall asleep and wake up, um, and what my teacher shared with me, it, it actually makes a lot of sense and it really resonates with me. And you know what, if you're listening to this, you're probably kind of used to things that are a little bit different. So anyways, I hope it resonates with you and I hope that it can actually help you if you're somebody who experiences sleep paralysis on a regular basis. Okay, so when we go to sleep, this is what I have experienced and I know many other people have as well. Um, For lack of better terms, it's like our soul leaves our body and enters our body, not fully, um, but there's energetic parts of ourselves that go off traveling through the dream world. And when we leave our body, we're normally and naturally meant to exit out of the base of our skull, which is known as the well of dreams. It's also commonly known as the eighth chakra. Um, the It's like the sub-occipital lobe or the zeal chakra or the mouth of God. I've always known of it um, as the well of dreams. So that's that's kind of what I refer to it as. And that is, yeah, where we naturally exit and re-enter our body when we are falling asleep and coming back and waking up. Some actually believe that this chakra, this well of dreams is where the soul enters at birth or at enters when we are becoming a human. It's also known the chakra to open up and or magnify spiritual abilities and gifts. So this chakra also helps in the recollection of dreams and astral travel. So sleep paralysis and this chakra are totally related. And essentially what happens for those who are experiencing sleep paralysis is they're not exiting and entering out of that chakra properly. You know, we we hear a lot of information out there about like astral traveling and you imagine yourself lifting up out of your body. And that's kind of what people maybe unintentionally are doing is they're lifting out of their body instead of leaving out of the chakra. And so they're not, um, yeah, they're just not entering back into their body properly because they didn't exit out of their body properly. So if you are somebody who has experienced this, I'm or experienced sleep paralysis. It is anxiety can be anxiety inducing. It can create stress and negative, um, I guess, expectations around falling asleep. And so this can actually, this anxiety and stress can increase your chances of continuing to experience sleep paralysis. And also just that negative energy of you getting scared Um, and feeling out of control with dreaming and going to sleep. So what can you do? Here are some really super, super easy suggestions that I would love for you to try and let me know if they work. Because like I said, I have not 
experiences myself. I'm definitely not an expert. I am sharing wisdom that has been shared with me and hopefully it will be valuable and useful for you. Okay. So, um, like I said, the eighth chakra, the well of dreams is located at the base of the occipital lobe. So that is like the base of the skull. And you can kind of feel there's like, if you put your fingers on the back of your head at the very base of your skull, kind of top of your neck and right where you kind of like tilt your head back, there's a little dip in there. That's the eighth chakra. That's your well of dreams right there. So that is where you need to start telling yourself, this is where you are going to exit and enter from when you sleep. So bringing more conscious awareness to this area during your day um, and just being aware before you go to sleep will help. Another thing you can do is rub some rose or blue lotus oil right there on the eighth chakra. So rose oil is super easy to find and it's a great one to start with and it will just bring in that calming and soothing energy. It will help you bring focus to the area. It will help you drop that fear, anxiety, and stress around sleep paralysis. And it's just a really great, gentle, all around oil to have. Um, so that one is a really, it's, it's also super easy to find. You can find rose oil kind of anywhere. So I would, I would take that and rub it on that well of dreams, eighth chakra area before you go to sleep um, and tell yourself, I choose to move out and into my body through my well of my well of dreams chakra when I sleep. I'm going to repeat that again so you can write that down. I choose to move out and into my body through my well of dreams chakra when I sleep. And again, just do that while you're massaging that eighth chakra well of dreams location on um, the base of your spine. Now, blue lotus is also a really great option. And that is really great for activating the area and opening up the chakra. Um, and it's good to use if you feel like you're trying to control everything. So if you have a lot of anxiety and stress around like, okay, I don't want to experience this sleep paralysis. I want to, um, like, yeah, if you just feel like really tense and tight about going to sleep and, fearing that you're going to experience sleep paralysis, then blue lotus, blue lotus oil might be a really great option. It is a little bit harder to find, but you can find it out there. Um, but for the meantime, if you can't find it, then I would suggest rose oil. So yeah, that is that. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts are. How does that resonate with you? Let me know if you're going to try these tips and if you try them, please, 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 I would love to hear what your experience is. So anyways, yeah, I hope that if you are somebody who experiences it or know somebody, um, maybe share this podcast episode with them and maybe it can help them. But yeah, I hope it helps. I hope that you don't have to experience sleep paralysis because that sounds not like something I want to experience and I don't want you to either. So let me know. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dream Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and share it. I would love if you could help me spread the word. So super appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. Also, don't forget to grab your free dream meditation at hollyemerson.com slash free meditation. The link is below in the show notes. 
Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful day and awakening dreams.